Hello, 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 everyone. Um, this is your favorite host all the way from Bloemfontein um, in the Free State. My name is Ndalen Labani, and today I have something special for you. I have something new. Um, but I think I told you guys about this uh, on my first uh, podcast. So today we're not going to be doing poetry. Today we are taking a whole new different route. Um, today we're gonna have um, a short story. Uh, we're gonna be listening to a beautiful short story written by the brilliant a writer all the way from Durban. His name is Nikhil Susanka, and you can catch his stuff or read more of his stories um, on Wattpad, W-A-T-T-P-A-D. Um, you can also catch him on Instagram and Facebook as Nick Susanka. So yeah, let's get right to it. And I do hope you enjoy my show. And you can also catch this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Breaker, um, and Radio Public, as well as some others. You know, any streaming, um, uh, any streaming platform, uh, you can catch this podcast on. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Hope you enjoy the story. My mind had shut down again for the fourth time today. Or at least it was the fourth by my last count. I could feel myself not being able to concentrate on the most basic of things or even bring myself to form a coherent thought. The world itself zoomed out of focus and try as I might, I could not correct it. It was as if I was looking through objects rather than at them. I panned. My eyes at once were able to behold beauty in everything they saw were now frosted glass openings that distorted the view inhibited only by the constant salty water that lay upon them, characterized by my sorrow. My lungs were on fire and my chest felt compressed. All of this from the societal conditioning of holding back my masculine yet hollow pain that edged my emotions to break free. Something shifted within my safe distorted space and I snapped back and I was able to catch my mind from carrying out another sort, and in doing so became aware of my surroundings once again. Are you okay? I heard a voice ask. Who could this possibly be? The voice rung so softly that I could feel their kind question comfort my aura. A voice so unfamiliar yet familiar. I looked up. I couldn't help but react disturbingly at the sight of what I saw. A man. A man with no facial features. A complete blank slate with only holes where his eyes should be. And yet his presence was so alluring. His tall physique accompanied by his meaty structure perfectly complemented his oval face that was adorned with jet black hair. His smell radiated in ambient splendor. I was drawn to this faceless man, but not in a sexual way. I knew that for certain. I envied him. I envied his presence. And the confident he exudes, but most of all, I envy the way he has no eyes to see the world in all of its disappointing reality, and no nose to torture, torture with the scent of lost loves. I stared. The silence between us filled up the surrounding space with unfathomable amounts of discomfiture. 
I felt my toes tingle within my shoes from anticipation. And as I shifted my feet along the ground to create some sort of sound, to break the growing silence, I noticed his face faced my face. I heard a slight shift in his breathing. I shifted uncomfortably and began to look at him square in the face, where his eyes should have been. Who are you? I gathered the courage to ask. He moved a few steps back and leaned on the wall behind him. I am a lot of things, Charlie, he began. Most of the time I am nobody, but majority of the time I am someone. He must have realized that I had no clue as to what he had just said because I heard a little giggle escape his shut mouth, well, at least where his mouth should have been. I didn't understand why I felt as though I could trust this monstrous man. Perhaps the sensation of trust I felt was because of the familiar unfamiliarity that lingered between us. Perhaps also it was because he reminded me of Nick. My brother was murdered. He was murdered by a society that forced him to take his own life. I don't understand, I said bluntly. You will soon enough, Charlie, the man said with a non-existent smile. How do you know my name? I asked in confusion. Wait, wait, wait a second. What's your name? My name is whatever you want it to be, Charlie. Those types of labels do not interest me in the slightest. That's so strange, um, guy? To you, perhaps. But to me, labels mean almost as little as skin color or gender. And guy is fine. You can call me guy. I shouldn't call you anything until you tell me exactly what you're doing here. Well, you're coming with me, and then I will tell you. I know I should have been wary about this, but for some reason that I have yet to realize, I trust him. Where are we going, guy? Just trust me, Charlie. falls. The reflection of the brilliant gold ceiling shined into the polished tiles and gave it the slightest glimmer of gold. The chandelier that hung from the ceiling draped the vault with angelic grace as diamond droppings gave the appearance of Nephilim tears. I, I felt strange. I felt almost content. I felt as though my fire was once again being ignited. These past few years have been torture. Between the crushing weight that sat on my chest and made me cry at odd parts of the day and the sloth manner that I unwillingly conducted myself in because of the mental fatigue, it was a poxy feeling. It was as if life itself had left me. I am alone in this world, with no one to bring me even the slightest form of relief, no one to hold me and keep me warm, no one but my demons that keep me company with their ever-lingering presence. I am theirs now. If almost as planned, a clap of thunder signaled the room to come alive with the music and vibe. People appeared as the music started, and I watched in awe as the beautifully buoyant dresses graced the dance floor. I watched these couples dance and laugh ever so gracefully as they and their partners glided across the golden-tinged dance floor. I turned around to see him staring at me, a man who I had just met and who had brought me to this amazing but rather unorthodox ballroom. Will you dance with me? 
His question caught me off guard. I was flustered. I felt every hair on my body stand up and felt anxiety building in every cell of my body. Yes, I replied as though it was an instinctual reaction. There he stood, now clothed in a formal black tuxedo that cut his physique perfectly. I was jealous again. Jealous at how he carried himself and angry at the way I do not. I want to be him. His slick back, jet black hair, waved into swirls upon his face. I looked down at myself and there I was, also dressed in a black tuxedo of my own, however I wore it mediocre at best. The music edged us on as we glided across the golden waters that solidified below our every step. My left hand was bent perpendicular to my body and then again at my elbow until it fit perfectly into his open palm that faced my face. My right hand grasped his back and his left hand sat upon my waist. He was in control. Our fingers intertwined as we waltzed across the plateau. He held me close close enough to feel his body temperature and get a hint of that same unfamiliar yet familiar smell that I could not get quite place. My olfactory memories began to recall every single cell that I had ever smelled to place his own scent. Something so close yet sensually intangible. I began to lose my sense in his lead. I allowed myself to become a passenger of our movements. I allowed him to take me wherever he wanted to on this golden dance floor splendor. I could not bring myself to part from him as the lightning that accompanied the thunderstorm flashed in rhythm with every step that we took. It's time, Charlie, he said. My concentration broke as I looked at him. Time for what, guy? Within a blink of an eye, his face began to fill. I saw eyes form from the once empty black holes that glared at me. Dark brown almond eyes began to glimmer in the reflection of the gold ceilings. Long eyelashes that curved just below his now bushy yet shaped brows. His narrow nasal bridge became more defined as a slight bump intensified on it. And his lips filled out to reveal a color mix of beige and pink. I was flabbergasted. This once alien man that had no importance to me other than the feeling of contentment and that he unwillingly gave me was now standing in front of me Identity revealed with a smile? You, I exhaled. Uh, How is this possible? I don't understand. What the hell is happening? It's okay, Charlie. Don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed? Are you serious? Look at us. We're the same, guy. Yes, but, but explain now, guy. I am you. The words that guy uttered stabbed at my chest as knives flung from his sharp tongue. My mind spiraled into bewilderment. I don't understand, I said as I exhaled in exhaustion. Doesn't matter if you understand or not, Charlie. I need you to feel. Feel? Feel what? Everything. Let it out. Unbottle your chaos, Charlie. It's okay, I'm here. His words rung, and with this gesture, vibration began to gyrate within me, causing memories to flood back with force. I pushed away from him and looked to his face. His smile was wide and content. He continued to dance with eyes shut as he held the phantom figure of me. I couldn't breathe. I felt everything with such intensity. Everything that I had been holding back for so long was at the cusp of spilling over. 
the voice of those that heeded me to never show emotion because I am a man bombarded by my inner thoughts. Men do not cry. Men do not show too much emotion. Men do not cry. Men do not show such emotion. Change how you speak because that is not how a man is supposed to speak. Men do not get depressed. They do not get anxiety or panic attacks because of feminine concerns like body image and marriage. The angry thoughts hit me all at once. My blood began to boil as the temperature on my forehead radiated with heat and the surface of my cheeks began to redden. I felt the blood in my veins begin to burn. It burned to the intensity of ten suns and I felt as though I was going to pass out. My eyes began to do that thing again. That thing where the water spewed out from its ducts. My throat began to seize and I came to the divine conclusion that this culmination of neglected sentiments was a telltale sign of my undoing. I was ready. My wrists began to vertically undo itself as a searing pain attacked every cell in my arm to make way for the cut that was now forming. I couldn't help but scream out in pain as the gothic classical music carried on singing in the background parallel to my own reality. Guy continued dancing with my phantom self. The world carried on as I lay dying, yet again. My vision became distorted once again as my liquid life began to spill from my once whole veins. My focus regressed. I was zoomed out once more as I felt every drop that left me. It felt nice. It felt cathartic. I was being released. Is this what it feels like to be at peace? Was this the only way I could relieve my mind in this world? The only way a man could properly release his emotions was through opening his veins and leave it along with his life? If only someone had heard my silent cries that bounced off the walls of my head and back into each other. My eyes that were once able to behold beauty were now frosted glass openings again. Instead this time, inhibited by darkness. My vision faded as I felt the last bit of suffering leave me. open to see a bright light shining down on me. A faint ringing that gradually developed into a sound played in the background. My mouth was ashy and my throat was hot. I struggled to swallow. Am I in heaven? I thought to myself. He's awake, he's awake! I heard a voice shouting. The sound made the innermost walls of my ears quiver in response to the sudden shouting. I looked to my left and saw a figure running to me. My eyes struggled to refocus at the now black-shaped humanoid. As I adjusted, it became clear where I was. I was in a hospital. My mind surged into overdrive as the memories of recently past events blew me from every single angle. I looked at my left wrist. I saw the fresh stitches plowed into my now bare and sensitive flesh in cross-like shapes. Was I dreaming? Was Guy even real? Nevertheless, I wanted to be Guy. I fell in love with everything he was, which symbolized everything I could be. He was my demon, and yet my saving grace at the same time. How are you, son? I heard a masculine voice ask in a quivering note. I looked around for a while before focusing my vision on the now fully formed figure that stood by my bed. 
Yes, son, it's me. He choked. I'm so tired. I know, son. It's okay. Sleep now. His words and tone struck a chord in my heartstrings and I felt guilty for doing what I did. I was a wounded man, hurt by a society that claimed greatness while delivering on malice. I am a wounded man, but I will try again. That was really, really, really intense. That was an intense story. I gotta say, it, it made me on some level, uh, it made me question my own convictions. Like, how is it that we can be so blind to other people's pain and just paint it as pain as something ephemeral, as something that is just not going to last, you know? How can we have that attitude? Ah. It's going to be okay. She's going to be okay. She'll make it. It's fine. Until it's too late. You find that person bleeding on the floor. I remember I had an intense conversation uh, with Nick after I read this story. I was even, I was narrating it to myself. It was like a one woman show. I was trying to, 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 to take a hold of certain nuances that one would miss if they were just reading the story in their heads. I was trying to capture the feeling, the emotions, the depth of it all. And boy, did I find it. It kind of reminded me of an episode. I think it was a season when we see that part. I'm not sure. Is it season three? I'm not sure. Of 13 Reasons Why. It's a beautiful um, series on Netflix. Um, if you haven't checked it out, guys, check it out. 13 Reasons Why. Um, it reminded me of the, the part where Hannah Baker actually, like, she commits suicide. She cuts her wrists open, um, and she bleeds in the bathtub. The part that got me was how she had been speaking all this time, but nobody wanted to listen or maybe they were not ready to listen. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. I don't know if there is a difference. And it was so intense. When I read the story, I wanted to cry because I feel like so many of us are refusing to live to our full potentialities. We are just like Charlie. And I believe that in the story, maybe Guy, this is just me, Guy is not Charlie's demon. Maybe Charlie is the demon because Guy has these qualities that Charlie does not possess. You understand? And Guy is so self-assured, so confident, so unpuppeteered. I don't know if that's a word. I don't think so. And Charlie is being puppeteered by a society that basically functions on toxic masculinity whereby we are told that men should be strong men should not cry you know crying is a sign of uh, weakness and all of those things they have been building up inside of charlie 
that they became his not only his internal struggle but they challenged his existentialism whereby he is looking for his place in the world trying to understand who he is within this vast universe sorry the line that says the world carried on as i continued dying you can just picture right the scene in a ballroom you know hallway everyone is dancing and they look beautiful you understand and here is a man literally dying right in front of them but they're not being able to see that ballroom those people they are society they are us when we are blind to other people's pain and suffering thinking that it's just going to pass on it's just it's just a face you understand not realizing how deep it is that it would lead to one actually taking their own lives this is a beautiful story beautifully written i told you guys check out um nikhil nikhil susanger on facebook um and instagram as nick susanger also check him out on whatpad w-a-t-t uh p-a-d if you want more of his stories whatpad more of his stories um otherwise thank you guys for joining me on this lovely evening uh please enjoy the rest of your day and as from me i love you and goodbye mm-hmm.